let me break this down for you because I know how we're all feeling right now. It's the end of the year. Everyone is trying to shove sweets down your throat and coffee to get you through the day and you're starting to lose motivation at work and you just want to get to the holidays and you're not really being productive. That was me too. For the past few days, I have been starting my workday with something I call Magic Mind. Magic Mind is a small energy drink. It comes in this cute little shot glass and it has matcha, ashwagandha, rhodiola, lion's mane, cordyceps. It has so many amazing ingredients, no processed BS, nothing that would scare me away from the ingredient level, which is the first thing that I always look at, of course. I take one of these little shots about 30 minutes before I either record the podcast or I start the day. If I am in the middle of my day, but I don't want another cup of coffee, I've done everything that I can for natural energy, I started my day properly, I did all the things that I know how to do, but I still need that creative boost, I'm feeling lethargic, I know that I have two hours left of work to power through, I don't want to crash afterwards, and I don't want to go insane like I took two Adderalls and smoked a crack pipe, I just want to feel stimulated, creative, and productive. That is why I love Magic Mind. Magic Mind is giving hotter than health listeners a 20% discount code HTH20. What's also amazing, if you love these products, you can get 40% off of your subscription for the next 10 days with my code HTH20. And you can get 40% off of subscriptions. That means it's coming to you all the time and you'll never run out. I like the taste. It's sweet. It's unique, but it's not too sweet where you feel like you're choking it down. I shake it up. I have a little sip and then I'm good to go. I love the flavor. I adore the ingredients and it's a business that I can really appreciate because I know that their intentions are in the right place. Support local, you know, make sure you are checking out www.magicmind.co slash HTH. Get 20% off with code HTH to try Magic Mind today. Welcome to the Hotter Than Health podcast, a plant-dominant podcast for those looking to expand and elevate their lives. Each week, we will bring you provocative conversations and topics, entertaining interviews, and some of the biggest names in health and wellness to answer your burning questions. You will leave each episode with tangible tips and takeaways and understand what it truly means to live an energized and optimized life. Welcome back to this week's episode of Hotter Than Health. You can tell I'm a little congested. I'm a little phlegmy and that's fine. I think that the universe is is really helping me out here because last week I mentioned that this week's episode was going to be listener-based and we were going to have listeners send in voice messages to be featured on the podcast. Y'all delivered. Thank you to anyone who has sent in voice notes. I'm going to keep collecting them and make this a monthly topic if you all like it. Because I think when I have this conversation on the mic with you all, I'm answering questions, yes, that we get frequently, but 
it's coming from my mouth. I think that when you hear a peer or someone around your age who might be going through something similar verbalize a question or a concern that you may have had, but you just weren't quite sure how to articulate, I think it just hits differently. That's what we're doing today. We have, I selected two questions because we actually had several come in that were all about the same topic. So I whittled it down to two and I figured figured we would go back into a little more detail regarding these two questions. If y'all like this, please let me know. Share this, repost it on your story. (laughs) In complete candor, I don't feel great right now. (laughs) I don't feel great. So the fact that we have these questions to (laughs) rely on and support today is, I just couldn't be happier. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the two girls who are selected for this week's. We're going to be doing it again next week. And if these questions inspire more questions, awesome. Without further ado, let us get into question number one. Hi, so my question for you is what are the effects of intermittent fasting on a woman's hormones? You'll find some people say that it balances hormones out. Others will say that it can reduce um, reproductive fertility. And so I'm just interested to know what you think about that. Now, this is a question that comes up a lot when I'm talking specifically to nutrition clients and we've gotten past the small talk and we're talking about concerns and the future and health and longevity of different different aspects of their wellness lifestyle. And when I hear it, typically this question comes to me from anyone ranging from 26, honestly, 24 even, all the way to mid-40s. And it it's hard because I think so many people, well, maybe not so many people, but I, I know of situations where people don't honestly want to admit to intermittent fasting, but they do it because maybe they had a night where they binged and they don't feel like they deserve a meal the next morning. So they're like, oh, I'll just push it to 11 or 12 and I'll go work out, which it's fine if you do occasionally. But when it gets to be that abuse phase of intermittent fasting and you're not even admitting to yourself or others that you're doing it, it is almost the new year, which means you're going to hear all about everyone's new gym memberships and you might work from home and you might not have the luxury of going all the way to a gym, but you still want to get a sweat in, but you think that uh, at home workouts don't really do it for me. I feel like I'm not getting results. I want more strength based and I want more recovery and I want to know what I'm doing. I want to see people doing it. I don't want just a picture from an ebook. Introducing Mosa On Demand, M-O-S-S-A. Mosa has hundreds of on-demand workouts for from recovery, from strength training, from stretching, from new beginners and athletes alike. There are over 300 workouts on the app and you can download it on demand. Podcast listeners today get 30 free days plus the 14-day already free trial with coupon code HOTTERTHANHEALTH30. After 44 days, a subscription is just $9.99 a month. That is crazy, and you don't need any equipment unless you want to add some. They do have workouts where you can add equipment, so this is fantastic if you want to bring it to the gym and you need a resistance workout but you don't have one yet. 
There are workouts that fit every schedule, whether you have 10 minutes, 30 minutes, or a full 60 minute workout. I feel like so many online workouts are, you know, eight minute abs. No, what if I wanna really commit? What if I'm on the phase of my cycle where I'm really feeling energetic? They're actually enjoyable. They have great music and amazing coaches. And if nothing else, you don't have to go all the way to a gym. If during COVID you already set up a home gym setup and you want to try something new with a little more resistance or you're just getting burnt out where you already are, try MOSA. That's MOSA on demand and you can use code HOTTERTHANHEALTH30. You can go to mosaondemand.net and use code HOTTERTHANHEALTH30 for essentially 44 free days and then a subscription is just $9.99. You won't regret it. Get your fitness on 10, 30, 60 minutes. You can do it. It may, be, it may be a time to consider. And again, I'm not an endocrinologist. I'm not a hormone specialist. This is based on my personal experience. So do your own research and full disclaimer. But what I have found is that it, it I hate to say it's different for everybody, but it is. And if you are someone who is intermittent fasting, from let's say 7 p.m. to 11 a.m., which is a long time. That's above the, not above the average, but more often you see it, but maybe, maybe it's a little too long. Normally when you're intermittent fasting until 11, but you are incorporating an intense workout, weight training, caffeine, that's when it becomes a problem. I think from from what I have seen and research that I have seen, oftentimes, sorry if you just heard me burp into the microphone, I have been drinking bone broth all day. Yes, you heard me, bone broth. <sighs> Anyways, when this works is for, I, I would say, anyone, women who are not in a phase of their cycle where their metabolism is really revved up when progesterone isn't super high that's something that i've heard uh different people speak about it could be if you it could be beneficial if you are not hitting a hard workout in the morning because if you are and you're having coffee then you're overloading you're overloading the stressors on your body and your body has to come down to some sort of baseline and when you're creating that chaotic state in your day-to-day lifestyle, your body doesn't really know when to expect food. That's when it gets into a state of fight or flight. It starts to protect the fat or the fat stores or its natural resources. If you are someone who, I have a friend who, we'll go through two different people. I have a friend who doesn't really work out. She's naturally pretty lean, but she has she's tested her hormones a bunch of different times and they've always come back very balanced. She has great mental health and she feels really good doing intermittent fasting the way she does it. The way she does it is she eats around 8 p.m. and then likely won't eat lunch or breakfast until around, let's say, 10.30 or 11. And this really works for her because when she breaks, she hasn't done an intense workout. She normally will just have hot water with lemon and extra hydration, maybe a cup of coffee, but with coconut milk, which is a fattier type of coconut milk. And yes, those are calories, but I, I would still constitute it if you're trying to make it sustainable, intermittent fasting, 
but again, that's just my perspective. You'll hear a million. You could do a little MCT oil. You could do something to make the coffee a little bit easier to digest. But what she'll do is she'll break her fast with a really balanced smoothie or bowl. And this could be, we've talked about the power of four when it comes to meals. Protein, fat, carbs, fiber. She includes all of those components into the meal that breaks her fast so that when she's in that state of extended fasting, she's not overloading her body with just carbs, just a bunch of dried fruit or just a green juice or only one piece of chicken or something along those lines of having just one component of a balanced meal. I think that if you are breaking your fast and not working out intensely, then it can have you can have an easier go of it. There's also the co- the co- uh, not concept. There's also the factor to think about when it comes to how long you want to fast. I think that a great baseline is 12 hours, seven to seven. A lot of people will have a little bit of chocolate at eight, maybe some Organifi gold, chocolate gold at 8 p.m., and then eat at seven or eight. Totally great. Oftentimes, we're not even hungry at seven or eight if we wake up around seven. So you can typically push it a little farther. What we want to avoid in these, again, this is just my experience, not a doctor, but what we want to avoid is putting too much stress on our body. So if you are nearing your period or on your period, your body needs to be more nourished because you have some hunger hormones. So this we'll, we'll discuss more later. But right after your period for about two weeks when you're in the follicular phase, this is when I personally would experiment with intermittent fasting because at those times of your cycle, you aren't as ravenous. You're, you don't have as revved up a metabolism as you may in other parts of your cycle. That If you want to try it out, that would be a good time two weeks after your, or for about two weeks after your period. If you are working out intensely in the morning, you had dinner at seven, you went to sleep, you woke up at five, had a six, 6.30, even seven o'clock workout, and then you had your cup of coffee. And then, oops, kids haven't gotten to school, need to take them. Oh, let me just grab a, cr- a protein bar. Okay. I understand that those things happen once in a while, but we've got to get out of the habit of relying on just one protein bar. That is okay for a snack and sometimes. If it's a super balanced protein bar and maybe you have a banana with it, that's a little more understandable. But if you're just grabbing a Quest bar or something with a bunch of sugar or you don't even know what the hell is in this bar, it's not sustainable. Prepare a breakfast, make a smoothie bag, Make a little bit of oatmeal, put some nut butter, chia seeds, and maybe a little protein in there. Totally balanced. Don't put so much pressure on yourself to hit a specific number of hours that you are fasting. If you put the pressure on yourself to hit a specific number of hours, then you're not going to be intuitive. It's the same with counting macros. If you have to hit this amount of protein and you don't, you feel like you've failed. Or if you went over on your fats, you feel like a piece of shit. That's not what we want. If you want this to be sustainable and not affect your hormones, I would say putting your body under the least amount of stress as possible would be great. Also, if you're pregnant, not ideal, especially if you are very hungry. If you're really hungry, 
then you can eat. If you're going into this state of having hunger pains in your stomach and headaches and you're lightheaded and you're feeling dizzy, what's the point? Aren't you doing, like, what's your whole point of intermittent fasting? If it's just for weight loss, experiment with it for two weeks out of the month, go for 12 or 14 hours, have a balanced cup of coffee if you really need it, wait about an hour after you wake up to have your cup of coffee. I cannot stress that enough. Wait about an hour after you wake up to have a cup of coffee. I Picture it like this with the coffee. If you wake up and immediately, maybe you have a glass of water, but about five or 10 minutes after waking up, even 10 or 15 minutes after waking up, you go and grab a cup of coffee. Your cortisol levels, your stress hormone levels are high when you wake up naturally. And if you are pouring coffee into this proverbial cortisol that is already full, that cup will runneth over. If you wait about an hour, maybe even more, your cortisol levels will have dropped slightly to a more natural, sustainable level. So when you have that cup of coffee, it will actually be more productive for you. It will be filling in a gap of energy as opposed to overloading what's already there. You might be thinking, oh no, but it's my routine, it's my ritual. Get a cup of hot tea, chill out. If that's the biggest problem of your day, you're fine. And if you, re- it's not worth sacrificing hormonal distress to have that cup of coffee, especially if you're working out intensely. Have If you're working out intensely in the morning, I recommend breaking the fast about an hour afterwards. And this is gonna be different for men, it's gonna be different for all women, but these are general takeaways from what I have studied and heard when it comes to intermittent fasting affecting hormones. Because what we don't want to do is have one hormone all out of balance and it lowers all the other hormones and then you're stressed and then you are not able to have a regular period or maybe you have a regular period but you're not ovulating. These are the small things that will be affected. I hope that answers your question. If it doesn't, feel free to message me again and we can get more into it. But if you're still interested in that type of information, we are going to have a hormone specialist on the podcast in a couple of weeks. I'm so excited for that. Let's get on to question numero dos. Okay, I have a really good one here. So I think that I do really well throughout the month with eating healthy or healthier and not overeating and not eating too late. But around the time of my period, a menstrual cycle, like I would say three to four days before my period, I am like so hungry. I want everything and all the things that are bad. And I feel like I do so bad those like three days before my cycle. And then after, like once I'm on my period, I'm good. And then after I'm good, but those three to four days, like they kill me. Like I am getting McDonald's, I am getting Carl's Jr. I am drinking all the wine. And so my question is like, let's really think about it. Like are three days really affecting me in a full month or what are recommendations to curb those cravings and stay on track with whatever diet, you know, or lifestyle people are doing at that time? I'll say it once and I'll say it a million times. If you are trying to satisfy your hunger hormones, if you need a quick snack, there is no better plant-based protein out there than Organifi. I have been using their products for over two years. My boyfriend, Jake, who is a straight carnivore, he loves it. 
He ha- we have never had any digestive issues from it because I think it's because they have such high quality ingredients, no fillers, no BS, and it's all organic. Plus, it's glyphosate residue free. Nothing in this world is glyphosate residue free. Everything has that chemical in it, except for Organifi's products. You can check out Organifi and check out all of my favorite products. You can click on the link in the show notes or go to Organifi.com backslash HTH for 20% off. Some people have subscriptions to the green juice. Some people have subscriptions to the protein. The protein for us, between the two of us, lasts us a whole month and Jake uses it every single day. And I use it a couple times a week, maybe three times a week. Depends on where I am in my cycle. If you are interested in trying Organifi, make sure you use the code HTH or click on the link in the show notes to automatically get 20% off. This question made me so happy because it is verbalizing and vocalizing everything that we feel for anyone who gets a period or maybe you're on a birth control and you don't get your period and you still get ravenous a few days of the month. Maybe that is when you would naturally about to be having your period. Also, I I can't get over hearing y'all's voices on the podcast. It makes me so, so happy. Why the hell haven't I done this before? Okay, when it comes to this question, super simply, and again, I have to do this because I know people will be like, you're not a doctor, you're not an endocrinologist. I never said I was, Lucy Ann. Leave it alone. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're likely smart enough to know that. So thank you the geniuses that listen. Now, when it comes to that period of the month when you feel ravenous, can't be satiated, cannot be filled, you got a sweet tooth, you got a salty tooth, you got a bottomless pit, and you just can't stop. Honestly, I, I now that I understand that phase of the month, I love it. You know why I love it? Because, let me tell you, what it, this is based on what I have studied within my own body. When I took the Dutch test, this is what I have studied talking and learned talking to so many other professionals on and off the podcast. During the phase leading up to your period, your progesterone is rising. Progesterone, one of the side effects of rising progesterone levels is an increased metabolism. So guess what, ladies? It is not that you cannot be satiated. It is not that your hunger hormones are out of whack. It is that your metabolism is rubbed up. And that should make you feel great. Because during that phase of the month, we think we need to be restricting and holding back. Oh my gosh, I can't I can't stop eating. I'm eating all this junk food. I'm, I'm craving all these carbs and crap and sugar. What do I do? Well, here's what you can do. The more you get to know your body, let's say you're tracking on the Flow app, which, by the way, I have had many a, pe- a person say, well, the Flow app is how I got pregnant. <laughs> not like you were impregnated by the pro- pro- Flow app, but it is not always accurate. It's definitely an estimation. I mean, it's an app. You're not giving it blood every day. So if you're using the Flow app, I'm going to take this advice as well, that when you are using the Flow app, which I love, and it's helps me so much when I'm having a depressy, low, moody day, low self-worth, just hate myself. I look at my app and I'm like, this makes sense. I'm a week before my period. Shit's low. I also recommend coupling that with the 
hormonal thermometer. I don't know exactly what it's called. I wish I had a code for you all, but the thermometer. Oh, I just had a great thought. Don't forget that. I hope I listen to this again. I remember, but the thermometer takes 10 seconds every morning. You take it upon waking and it gets your temperature and it tells you if you are ovulating. So basically wrap it up or don't bang on those days. Simple as that. And likelihood of you getting pregnant or less and that's the whole point tracking naturally because you know what really pisses me off and I promise we'll get back to the question small tangent when I hear people who are on and if you've said this and you didn't mean it like this I understand but this is how it comes off to me when I hear people say well if you're not on birth control and you're tracking naturally you're you are trying to get pregnant which I think is funny because I don't think anyone can tell me when I am trying to get pregnant, except for me. That's what I have to say. If I'm tracking naturally, don't put me in this box of being someone who is, sorry, the mic was a little bit wonky during those few moments, but don't put me in this box of being someone that doesn't want to have, or wants to have kids because I'm not on the pill or not on the IUD. That shit had me crippled for years And I'm still trying to sort my stuff out. Don't put that evil on me. Anyways, during the phase before your cycle, this can be about seven to 10 days before the cycle. You're in your, hold on, cough break. (coughs) Not editing that out. When you are about seven seven to 10 days out from your period, your progesterone levels rise which leads to a rise in your metabolism. So instead of letting this get the best of you and you think that it's just these crazy cravings, let's think about this. How can we, and okay, beating a dead horse, I understand that, but this is really not how you fix the problem, but this is how you address it head on. Understanding and being aware of when that time of the month is about to come for you and start to, this will happen over time. It's not like it's going to be perfect in the first time you try it. Having a balanced snack. Okay, you're going to try and be healthy in the morning even though you know you're ravenous so you have a banana. Well, perhaps we add a scoop of nut butter to that banana. How about in our coffee, we add a little bit of coconut cream or we add a little MCT oil for some extra fats. Maybe during the day in our water, if you're a trendy girl having your Stanley Cup, which I didn't realize the relevance to the hockey Stanley Cup. I'm a straight dingus. I did not realize. But Let's say you have your Stanley Cup, 40 ounces of water. You're carrying that jug around all day. Put some chia seeds in there. One one teaspoon or one half tablespoon of chia seeds. Let them soak. And that, again, will help to balance blood sugar levels. It will help to fill in some fiber, some nice omegas, some good fatty acids, and some antioxidants. Who doesn't want that? And that's just while you're passively sipping throughout the day. Some other things to do is to look at the meals that you're craving. Okay, let's say you just need a pizza. You've got to have a pizza. You want it. Great. If you are craving a cheese pizza, you order a cheese pizza. I'm not promoting pig. Sorry. Not sorry. If you're craving a cheese pizza, maybe you add olives to it. Maybe you add some sort of other fat to it that is not a processed fat. Or maybe you add a little bit of protein to the side of that. Maybe before your dinner, you slam down some Organifi protein, just one scoop and a bunch of water, slurp it down, which protein and healthy fats together really do help to satisfy hunger hormones. 
within itself. That way, you have prepared your body with a nice base level of protein. And then maybe you put some, you order a big salad from wherever you're getting the pizza from, and you put some salad on your pizza, and that way you're getting the cheesiness and the crunchiness of the salad, or you have a little side salad. That way, your ass is getting three meals, you're having a bunch of pizza, and I can guarantee you, if you pregame that pizza with a little bit of protein, whatever that protein may look like for you, and I'm, I'm talking about a, a healthy source of protein, it could be a small piece of salmon, it could be, you know, just the size of your ham, a lean, a lean piece of I mean, palm, a lean piece of filet mignon. Uh, you could do, like I said, I typically, if I'm really hungry for lunch, I'll slam down an Organifi protein and then I'll do a big bowl of pasta so that I'm getting protein, fat, and carbs, and the fiber from the pasta. That is the way to arm yourself and know that it is normal to have those hunger cravings before your period. It is so normal and it's healthy and it's good. Your metabolism is revved up. This goes back to the intermittent fasting concept. This is why during certain phases of your cycle, personally, don't come after me, personally, I would not push or recommend intermittent fasting for that phase of your cycle because your metabolism is already revved up. It already wants more food. And the more you restrict and put it in that that takeaway zone, not that intermittent fasting is bad. It has so many amazing benefits. Don't get me wrong. But knowing, and here's the thing, women, we just have to do more work. Men are like, oh, I didn't eat for 16 hours and I lost 16 pounds. Isn't that crazy? It's pound for pound. Yeah, that's crazy, Bruce. I'm going to try it out tomorrow. And I gained 16 pounds. Women, we, we need to get out of this mindset of men have it easy. Women have it harder. Everyone knows that. This is old news. Women are stronger than men. It just is what it is. Let's get back to it. That's why I wouldn't recommend intermittent fasting during that phase of your cycle. And scene. I hope that this episode has been helpful. (laughs) If it has, please go on to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Let us know how you liked this episode. And if you got something great to say, say it. If you don't, maybe don't. But if you're taking the time to leave a review, still probably say it. I appreciate you guys so much. We are going to be doing this every week. If you have a question, send it to the Hotter Than Health podcast inbox. I will send these into my email and aggregate them at the end of every month, and we will do one of these episodes. I love these episodes. I think these are great. Also, PSA, if you're listening still, thank you. Hop on to ElizaGWellness.com. You can now shop the Hotter Than Health tote bags. They're so fun. They're the produce bags. They are canvas. They're edgy. They're swanky. They're strong. And I will ship them to you. I appreciate all of you who have reached out asking about them and hopefully you order them and hopefully you order 10 (laughs) a piece. I appreciate all of the support. I really, really, really do. And I think that you will love using these bags. I hope you have a great rest of your week and a weekend. Rate us five stars, share this episode, and we will talk to you next Thursday.
Thank you.